Welcome to the Natural State Podcast from the Arkansas Department of Parks and Tourism, an in-depth look at Arkansas's thriving tourism industry and the people who make it successful. Here's your host, Parks and Tourism Executive Director, Kane Webb. All right. Uh, welcome to the Natural State Podcast. I'm here with David Basil and uh, Grady Spann, our Parks Director, and we're at War Memorial Stadium. Six days. Six? Yeah, six days before the Razorbacks open the season. Three days before high school starts with the kickoff classic. And the site of seven games in six days uh, to really start the football season in uh in Arkansas. So thanks for being with me. Exciting, guys. exciting time. You know, for me, boys, this is, uh, you know, this is my time of the year. And of course I played here. Uh, so it's always great to come back over and feel the energy even more so now with what's been happening at the yeah. stadium. That makes it exciting. And what weather, unbelievable, great weather. And so, uh, it feels like it's finally back to, to the real season here in America. That's it, football. It <laughs> is. Football, football is number one right now. Soccer in the spring. I get it. I get it. I, I should, I should clarify. I'm here with two former superstar athletes. Of course, David was, uh, all everything at the university of Arkansas and Grady was a spectacular, a soccer player in Brazil, right? You grew well, up playing Brazil. I, I grew up playing in soccer. Brazil, but you know, next year's the World Cup, so I'm sure I'm going to be on the buzz quite a bit talking <laughs> yeah. and analyzing the World Cup yes, soccer yes, matches. Yes, I'm sure I'll be there. Uh, but way of background, in case uh, some of the listeners don't know, about uh, the last legislative session, a War Memorial Stadium was moved under the uh, Parks and Tourism Division agency, and it's been a lot of fun kind of learning about stadium business. We have some terrific employees we inherited for the uh, and now into our agency, and this is our first football season uh, with War Memorial under our wing, so we're really, really excited about it. Grady oversees it, and then uh, uh, I, I technically oversee Grady, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I pretty much get out of his way. Uh, David, you played here, you've broadcasted here, you've got a long history with this stadium, Yeah, think right? about this. Back when I played, guys, we would actually play more games down here than we would in Fayetteville. When I started in 81, there were no lights in Fayetteville, so they had to be all day yeah. games, and then uh, the bigger stadium was here. I think it was 43,000 up there, and we were 55 here, and so yeah. being from Florida, I didn't know when I got here, I didn't understand the Little Rock uh, mystique, and didn't and. But when we got on that bus, I remember the first time, and it was uh, Milton Fields and Burt Zinnemann and Richard Richardson. And oh, those guys time, from Central. All the guys from yeah. Central, Teddy Morris, and said, we're going to the Rock. And I was like, man. And to see the excitement when you drive down Markham. And the reason why you think about this, guys, and I learned this, is up there, uh, those those folks get to see those players all the time at the McDonald's, at the gas station. Down here, people don't get to see yeah. it as much. And so it means it's special, and uh, so there's always been a special place. You mentioned, Kane, you had a great study figuring out that Coach Bulls actually coached more games here yeah. in Little Rock. And so, you know, that's one of the great things about Parks and Tourism, the the, the, the new uh, management and partnership, if you will, is that you guys bring uh, stability, uh, you bring uh, resources, you bring teamwork to where, uh, and nothing against the way War Memorial was run before, but did not have those things there. And, and by Governor Hutchison supporting this, is also now – it's like it's been neat to see, and even though, Grady, you guys are new to the business, hey, we're diving in. As I said, it looks like Rangerville out here. You've got all your <laughs> folks out here, and you're learning, and it really it's a, it feels good for War Memorial. Well, in the last few weeks, we've had anywhere from 20 to 50 uh, park employees coming from all across the state, and, and they're volunteering to come down here uh, as their workstation to, to 
clean up, to steam clean every single concession stand, to pull out every single piece of equipment. We're fixing things. We have electricians and plumbers and just all the assets and resources that we have. We're really pouring those things in here because we care about it. And one funny story, I was up here in the press box one day and one of the old maintenance guys, was he, he was just dusting everything upstairs on the third floor in the press box. And he looked at me and says, Grady, if this is what it takes to make the Hogs have a winning season, I'll dust every week. And so, I mean, these guys are so excited, and girls, you know, they're, they're so into this, and, and it's obvious they're all Razorback fans because they have put their heart and soul into the. And, and yesterday and today, they have been scrubbing the bleachers by hand, yeah. getting just the bleachers cleaned up and everything. And, and that just shows the caring. But, you know, this is a great location. Yeah, it, what a great place. And, it, you know, it's a major undertaking. I really want to compliment, uh, you know, the War Memorial Stadium Commission, especially the, the last two chairmen, Gary yep. Smith and Kevin Kress, what they did with a tiny staff. Right. And they, they have jobs. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you yes. know, Kevin's well, a lawyer. Is. He's a busy, busy man. Uh, with this stadium, it's really remarkable. You know. Yeah, you're right. Listen, I remember just the improvement in this press box yeah. when Gary was here before. Ke- yeah. and, and so you're right. It, it, they when they left it in a much better position than what, when it was when they got here. Yeah. And again, to think about this, you know, Grady just mentioned the pride factor. And you know, there have been criticisms about well, this stadium isn't up to date as some of the newer stadiums. But again, this is a war memorial veteran stadium and so it's a tribute to our veterans yeah. and there's a lot of history here there's a lot of, and so again i think regardless of what happens you know in the politics of arkansas and who plays all i think there's so much great history here and i think those of uh, those of us in central arkansas appreciate that history yeah. and that's why listen we want to continue to create history here absolutely and you know part of our You're process veteran, yeah i'm a yeah. veteran and i have to, i have one son that just got out of the army another one's still on active duty but here's the thing is we're going to honor veterans in the, in the concourse downstairs. You, as the time goes on, you'll start seeing images and stories appear that highlight our, our Kansans that have served our country very honorably. And I'm excited about that mm-hmm. aspect of it and the fact that we're bringing that to life mm-hmm. and making sure people understand that this is a memorial first and foremost. And we'll have all the other things going with it. But I do want to echo Kane's uh, deal about the staff that's here. You know, they they managed the stadium with six or seven yeah. full-time people. <laughs> Amazing what they had done for years. And, and you know, we're, I'm just blown away by the, the, the way they were able to manage yeah. this because it takes a lot of work to put on Guns N' Roses, and then as this football week will be a huge thing, and then we're, we're going to build on all this. But yeah. we want to build on that foundation that they've laid for years. David, you have, <clears throat> I think you wear too many hats for me to count or remember. And, and right now, uh, you're, you're really moving into your super busy season with college. That's right. Give me an idea. We, we listen to you on the mor- in the mornings on the buzz. What all do you have going on starting now till the end of the season? Starting now, of course, you know, we kicked off the touchdown club season. Yeah. With Brett oh, that was Almost a sold-out crowd there. Steve Spurrier will be coming up next. Mike Dick after that. So that happens every Monday. Those speakers usually come in Sunday or Monday. So I deal with that Monday, Sunday-Monday deal. And, of course, I go to all the Razorback games, home and away, for both 103.7 The Buzz and KATV. Mm-hmm. So basically from Friday through Monday is, is wall-to-wall getting after it. And then, of course, during the week, we also have the Brewers Award that I prepare for. Obviously, with Coach Brewers passing this year, it will have yeah. even greater significance. <clears throat> we also do the Cliff Harris Award and several other awards. So it really all ties together, though. I enjoy doing the media. enjoy doing the buzz. And, of course, you know, the show every day is four hours. It's the hours are sort of crazy, six to ten. And so, but, you know, again, I, there's a lot of different things I could be doing and not enjoying it. And so I love college football the most. I love NFL, too. But so it, it's my time of year, and I don't mind wearing a lot of hats because they all sort of tie in together. 
I said we've got uh, six games as we re- six days as we record this before the Hogs begin their new season. I got to get your thoughts just on kind of where they're at, um, strengths, weaknesses, where they need to improve. What do, what do you see for 2017 for the Razorbacks? You know, the, I think they're similar to last year. You know, you take care of business, you're, you, you, you're feeling good about this program with nine wins. If you take care of business the last two games, when you're dominating. Mm-hmm. And so I think they're going to be in that ballpark again, Kane. Okay? I think they're going to be – I don't think they're great enough to, to – to, they could lose and, you know, end up having a 6-6 six and six season. I think they're good enough to where they can win nine again. And so I think the offense will – will be sufficient to, to score points. I think yeah. Austin Allen's the key there. Yeah. He gets hurt, different story. But I think offense will will sustain this team. We'll see how the defense plays. Can't be any worse than we were last year. Oh we, my were, we were very bad that last year. Game yeah, still yeah well, and uh, we were uh, up 26 against TCU, and they almost beat us. So I think the change in defense, the philosophy, the, the coordinator change will help. Um, but I, I think the growth of that defense will be the key. Yeah. If you see that, if you see that defense, you know, learning, learning the ropes in game time of, of that new defense uh, with Paul Rhodes, I think they've got a chance. You know, there's only a couple games that I don't feel real confident about. Obviously, Alabama yeah. and LSU are going to be tough games on the road. But the rest, you know, I'm not going to say even Auburn at home. I'm not going to say that can be a winnable game. Historically, as as an old sports writer and someone who grew up in Arkansas, it seems like if the Hogs had a veteran, uh, quality senior quarterback, that was a difference maker. Often, right, right. Uh, if they can improve on the offensive line, the defense, where you say, I, right. I think you could. But the problem with playing in the SEC, you can be a really good team and, and win seven games. That's right. And somebody, it's, somebody, somebody it's good. A, a good coach has to lose, and you think about. Yeah. It. If we can somehow figure out a way, we knocked on the door last year. We've had A and M beat for the last three years and have blown it. You somehow find a way to beat TCU at home and beat A&M, you're 5-0 going to South Carolina. So, you know, again, this team is capable of fitting that nine-win mark, I think. But but like you said, uh, Kane, you got to bring it every week in this league. Yeah. You mentioned uh, Bielema kicking off the touchdown club. Grady, you were there with me. And uh, that's the first time I've heard him speak in person. It was a, he was really funny, very personable. You want to root for him. He, he spoke at a – Governor's Conference on Tourism a few years ago. He was hilarious. Yeah. There. I mean, he, he is he's a really neat guy, very personable, like you said. I, I just, you know, I'm excited about what this year brings. Of course, my daughter is now a freshman at oh, U of A. Yeah. So, you know, we're you all in Razorbacks. I mean, I'm, I'm hogs. there. Yes, we'll have to call the Hogs. And, and I'm looking forward to all, all the sporting events I get to go to with my daughter and uh but you know so i'm probably more interested this year than i've ever been in a razorback you know he's a very likable guy and and as far as personalities in the sec he he is probably number one when it comes you know steve spurrier was number one when he was there but once he's got you know he's brett bielham is the one who'll be willing to say about anything and so you hope he can be successful and he loves his players and he's good the community he's embraced arkansas well and that's what i want to say too that you know when he talked about connecting with the the families of the players that to me was really told a lot about who he is as a person and and that that there's a lot of weight there. I agree. That's a good you, measure. You want him to do well because you like him personally. SEC Network or ESPN, someone had a commentator the other day, and they were asking him, "Who would you want to be on a desert island with if you had to pick one coach from the SEC?" Bielema. Yeah. They all said Bielema. not even close. Yeah. Um, I'll circle back on your background, David, a little bit. Um, you're a Panama City, Florida native. Right. Uh, came to play here for Coach Holtz. That's right. And um, uh, stayed four years, played for Holtz and Hatfield. Two questions. One, what attracted you to the UA to start with? And secondly, why did you, and thank goodness you did, decide to make this year, Arkansas your permanent home? You know, funny, I was a 16-year-old senior in high school. And I was getting recruited by Georgia, you know, Vince Dooley and some other great schools. And um, 
You know, when I saw Arkansas, I was amazed at, at one state. I, I did the same thing that Frank Bulls did in 1948 when he was an assistant at Baylor. He looked around and thought, wow, this state has potential because you don't have a Georgia, Georgia Tech or Alabama, Auburn. You had one, and you had other colleges here, but where one, you would you had one that got so much attention. I remember being in Florida, where I'm from, where I grew up, down on our one block. You got Florida State, Miami, you got uh, yeah. Alabama. And so I thought it was amazing. So here I was at 16. I thought if I could do well, if I could get to Arkansas and do well, it would open up some doors once I got out of school. Now here I was a 16-year-old thinking that. And that's, ex and that's exactly what happened. Not every ex-Razorback gets successful in what they do when you get out, but mm -hmm. it does give you a, a, a platform to, to get a good job or to do well. And so, and that's that was the plan. At 16, huh. I did a lot of praying about it and, and felt this was the place God wanted me to be and, and came up and I just saw the way Arkansas supported the Razorbacks. I'd never seen anything out Again, it wasn't split. The loyalties weren't split. Even if you went to ASU, well, you still rooted for the Razorbacks. Yeah. And so that was very attractive to me. And so once I got out, this is where the opportunity I wanted to make. I, I thought there were more op opportunities here in Arkansas than going back to Panama City. Yeah, and and so Holtz was how many? Had, th had three, three years of Holtz and a redshirt his last year, which was the good year to redshirt because it was his worst <laughs> year. He gets fired. Ken Hatfield comes in. You redshirted his last his year. His last That's year, unusual. Yeah, yeah I got not? I got hurt. Got hurt? Okay. I got hurt, and so we had uh, two great years, and then uh, the the good year to, to not play. And then got to come, you know, I play under Ken Hatfield. So got a chance to play with some great guys like Steve Atwater and Billy Ray Smith and Gary Anderson and some great assistants. Got to play against Bo Jackson, Eric Dickerson, yeah. some really good players. And, and so a, great, a lot of great memories. The people of Arkansas are so nice. And so this was where I – listen, it's hard to believe I've been here since 1981. And so I've lived here a lot longer yeah, than I grew up in Panama City. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Give us a memory or two of playing in this stadium. Well, I remember a couple things. One, a funny note, I always tell the story. I remember the first time it was the first game for Ken Hatfield. I was calling the defensive signals, and I got up there, and I got ready to call the signal, and I heard this, and it, it, it was getting closer to me. And I looked up, and it was the first time the wave had ever been done. <laughs> and that was when nobody really knew what yeah. it was, and so it was so loud. I can recall waiting for the wave to actually go around, and then I leaned in and called the signal. So that was one thing that the beginning wow. of the wave, 1984, and then of course I remember a great game against Baylor, uh, shootout that we won 42 to uh, 39, and that Daryl Mason had his teeth knocked out at tight end, making an unbelievable catch, and uh, end up uh, Bruce Lehay kicks a field goal to win it at the end. That was a great game, and so um, just really a lot of you know, of course as a spectator, you know, you can go into a lot of other games, but I just know this is when I came to Little Rock, I always felt like it was a, we were going on the road to put on a show to different fans. And I remember going down Markham, 80 miles an hour on those buses and the police escort while all the other cars had to stop and weaving, thinking it was a miracle how we were going to have a wreck. And I remember seeing all the kids up there thinking, you know, maybe that kid's with a farmer family from yeah. South Arkansas and they drove all the way up here. And so I just remember taking a lot of pride and wanting to represent the Razorbacks because I know some people in South Arkansas, may, this may be their only chance to see us play. Sure. Yeah. I, I remember being in the stands for that game. Where Leigh kicked oh, that was, that was a, Was that Brad Taylor quarterback in then? Or I, I that, think it was Brad and Tom Jones. Brad I can't Tom. remember who yeah. had the most reps that yeah. game. But, you know, Brad played a lot that freshman year. Yeah. yeah. I remember well, I remember coming here with my dad. We would we would just go and see if we could get a ticket and luck in. We lucked into some on the forty yard line, wow. and that was the funnest game. I mean, it was back and forth. Baylor was really good. Well, yeah, they were talented that year. The the, the crowd was crazy. Uh, when I grew up with this stadium in my backyard, so to speak, I remember how loud the, the stands were. Uh, and Arkansas beat Texas here in nineteen seventy nine. It was on ABC. It was the mm -hmm. first time they'd beaten them in a while. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, Al Michaels did the play-by-play. -play. I was in high school, or I guess, and uh, I remember that the, the stands would not empty. People just hung out yeah. after the game, just cheering. I think they did the same thing when they, in the boot yeah. in 2010. Yeah, that's right. So, um, which is now Grady commemorated on one of our walls. Absolutely, now. we we uh, like I said we're we're putting up memories in our walls downstairs, and that's a neat thing. You'll see the boot. I will tell you this from a from a noise standpoint. I intercepted my only. I only had one interception in my career. Oddly enough, I, I was great against the run, but I guess they didn't throw it my direction. It was against Houston, and I ran down this sideline right where we're at, and I was at the fifty, and I'm thinking I'm going to get down the score, and it went, once I caught the ball, it was almost like silence, really? and then I heard. And I remember running down the sideline thinking, oh, my gosh, they are cheering for me. There are 55,000 people. And I'm running thinking, this is the coolest thing ever. I said, this is what running backs get all the time in receivers. And then he, the quarterback catches me at the two. Oh, knocks no. me out of bounds at the two-yard line. Oh. But it was just, I remember thinking how loud it was and how cool it was. But you're right. When this place gets to rocking, yeah. because it's built where it's right on top right of it. Yeah. Matter yeah. of fact, I think uh, Mike Leach – Said it was the loudest stadium he's ever been in when he was with Kentucky. Yeah, uh, in that Kentucky game I against that yes. Game. Yeah. I, I think the, the description of the stadium it's a very intimate stadium. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. you you are on the field no matter where you're sitting yeah. in this stadium. There's not a bad seat. Yeah, and sure. I noticed that last week when we were here for the, yeah, yeah. The, the college football game last week is that my gosh I'm just right there. You can hear the coaches yep. yelling out to everybody. You That's can great. hear everything, yeah. and it's great. I mean it's a great experience. And you've been in some big stadiums. I have. I've been stadiums. in the, one of the largest stadiums in the world with 200,000 other people watching Brazil and Germany play. Yeah. Wow. And, I mean, that, the, the noise level That's is four phenomenal. Times the crowd. It, it's four yeah. times <laughs> the, the War Memorial here. But uh, this is a great stadium to be in. I think it's just a great venue. And uh, if you want to get into a game, this is a place where you can really feel it at every yeah. – at every play, every point of the game, you can feel the game here. I was pleased, too, with the acoustics and the feel for the concert we had recently with Guns N' Roses. David, you were here for yeah, that. Yeah, I thought it was outstanding. I, it yeah, sounded great crowd. We blessed with perfect weather, That's, which I, I know we're going to have next Thursday. Yeah, that, listen, that certainly makes a difference. But, yeah, that was – you talking about hitting a home run. That was a home run. And, of course, you know, we haven't even mentioned, you know, the new scoreboard, the things yeah. that will make, you know, uh, you know, we didn't see this much for that. Uh, as well for the football game, but all you know, you take into consideration the weather, the changes, the improvements. Uh, the Razorbacks should be able to rock and roll uh, against, they against Florida A&M, so it should be the environment and a unique Thursday night game that will highlight War Memorial on the national stage. Where if you'd have played that game on Saturday, you'd have been buried with, you know, sixty other games, and you, you probably got ten games that uh, that Thursday. So that will be nice too to be able to highlight on the SEC yeah, network. Yes, and then, right. and then we've got all the other high school games. The kickoff class is a buzz. Yeah, that's Monday and Tuesday. We've done that here the last five, six years, and you've got four games in two nights. So you're rolling in yeah. teams, rolling out teams. and But all the teams like to start here because they can say, this is where we start, this is where we want to finish for, for a state championship. championship. So that's Monday night and Tuesday night, four games. And then you got the Razorback game Thursday night, the Catholic game Friday night, and then Salt Bowl when maybe one of the largest regular season high school games in America from an attendance standpoint. We just saw Shane Broadway with A-State, who, who coordinates and really has made that softball into what right, it is. Right. And, and he said ticket sales are way ahead of last wow. year. And last year they had, I want to say, 31? Yeah, I think somewhere around. The record for a high school game in Arkansas, I want to say, is it 
mid thirties. It's got to be. It's got to be. It was a it, Mitch it, Mustang it, game. Were you sure? I, no, not. Yeah, no. I'm not so sure if it, if it broke. Spring, I think. I think the, they broke that. I think Salt Bowl had ah, 35. Okay. All so right. I don't know for sure, but but uh, yeah, would that not be something Wouldn't if they could great? somehow be uh, hit 40 mark? It would take a lot, but it's still for a regular season. Game. That was a state championship game. Yeah. You're talking about this is regular season. Yeah, and yeah. moving it to Saturday, I think is going to help. Oh, a lot that, that, they, they're going to be tailgating and doing all the fun things at the college. Uh, Isn't that great? Colleges you uh, get to do. Yeah. Well, David, we added to your resume and workload this year when the governor appointed you to the uh, State Parks, Recreation, and Travel Commission, which is our Parks and Tourism Commission. And so we have the privilege of seeing you on an almost monthly basis yes. at, our, at our commission yes. meetings. Yeah. What, what's that experience been like for you? Well, you know, first of all, I am a, white, a lightweight compared to all the other. I mean, I don't feel worthy to be on that commission because <laughs> you really, you've got some people that have been on there for quite some time that bring a lot to the table. Uh, and I'm just sort of learning my way around, listening. and, and uh, But you know what's amazing? The, 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 the couple things that impressed me. Number one, the magnitude of parks and tourism in this state. I don't, you, you don't really realize it until you roll into one of those meetings and look at, at the volume and the money and the, yeah. the impact. It's like, wow. I mean, this is a gigantic industry that means a lot to this state. And so that was one of the first things I thought was, you know, this thing is important. And then the other thing, too, the camaraderie that is amongst that commission and the staff. Uh, that's something, you know, I, you know we, I think you mentioned it at the employee banquet the other night, is that it's like a family. I mean, a lot of these employees have been together for 10, 20, 30, even 40 years long. And so I love that part of it, that, you know, this is a teamwork effort. You t everybody takes a lot of pride in it, and it's important, too. So, yeah, it's really been an honor to be able to be a part of it. And, and again, I'm just the lightweight who's learning his way around. Even, was you know, the buzz has been able to go once a month. That's and, been fantastic. Yeah, I've been able to do Thank that. You. And thanks to a... A park ranger, uh, Shay Lewis, saved my life through, right. through his first aid training with his Heimlich maneuver and my choking. So the incident. That was the incident. That was another interesting part of my experience that we showed first aid training works. Thanks so. for faking that. So we <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that was well done, faking. So, well done, but no, but I, I, it's been an honor, and, and your leadership, Kane, has been great, too. Been well, great. I'm still a newbie, uh, and I've learned so much from guys like Grady and Joe David. Grady, you have been with... The park system for how many years? Twenty-five years. So you know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, the there, there, there's a distinct culture in in the park system, and it's it's akin to a military organization where you have that esprit de corps, where you go and and when you go through battle together, you know you, you come back with something in common. For instance, War Memorial Stadium is a great example. All these guys and girls that are helping make this happen this next week will always have that bond that interconnected fiber between all of us that we spent you remember when right. we spent three mm -hmm. weeks at war memorial to get things right. ready and, and and so we do that all across our parks you know when parks flood when we have fires you know like the seven hollows fire at petty Jean, the, the parks came together and the other thing is they never questioned it we never question anything we just do yeah. it and but yeah. you know there are a lot of park employees that have seen my children grow up yeah. and i've seen their children grow up so it, it even yeah. expands beyond just your 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 fellow workers and everything, it goes to the families. And it's just a really deep uh, cultural connection between all of us. And yeah. we're very passionate about what we do. And I, I, you've probably seen that at the commission oh, meetings. Yeah. And I have to say, David, you bring a lot to commission meetings. Absolutely. You may think you're a newbie, but you really, your questions are great. Yeah. You know, you, you have great insight, especially in the promotional world. And I, you know, we, we look to you for that guidance as well. It's very good. Absolutely. That was a smart move by the governor. Smart man, the governor. <laughs> uh, before we let you go, you brought up Frank Broyles and, and um, you know, uh, Coach Broyles passed away last week. 
And you uh, emceed the Appreciation Day for Frank at uh, Walton Arena yep. last Saturday. Uh, I think no one's better at emceeing any event than you are. I've seen you in action a hundred times. You're terrific. But that had to be something a little different, a little intimidating. It, it was. It was. Was, it, was like? it was probably the most pressure. And I've done, you know, thousands of events. And But that was because that the, the significance of everybody who was there. I mean, you had a huge, the Brewers family is very large. And, you know, had three SEC commissioners there and Vince Dooley and Johnny Majors and all the great players that played for Coach Brewers. And so I just wanted to not mess it up. And, <laughs> and, uh, and they picked out some great speakers and it flowed and it just – you wanted to walk away feeling good about everything, and, and according to the family, they were happy. And the other two things, I wanted the family to be happy, and it wanted to be something that Coach Burles would say, that's a good job. That, you know, that, that he would say that would be uh, – and I think he would. And he was – you talk about an ambassador and a guy who knew about marketing and promotion oh, and wow. charismatic and loved this state and was committed to it. it uh, obviously, we lost a legend. There will never be another guy like him. And, I, you know, I feel very fortunate – to have been blessed to be around him and to be, yeah. you know, get to tell his story a little bit. Now get to continue the story with the Rules Award every year and to, you know, continue that legacy. You know, one thing that interested me, I was listening to the to the program coming to the stadium or Memorial Stadium that Saturday, and most, if not every one of the people that spoke spoke about memories here at War Memorial Stadium, mm -hmm. and and it just hit me yeah. how significant this place is. Of course, when Ken Hatfield spoke. I laughed out loud driving. He, yeah, he was, was great. Stuff, yeah, that, that was just a highlight. Well, tell that story. You did a great I, I, job. I heard it secondhand, I, but I, this is great. I think the way Coach Hatfield phrased it was uh, the, when he got to town, of course, that was my first year. He was going around all these Razorback clubs, and Coach Brawls was laying, at, laying it on. Hey, this guy's going to get it done. And, and said, I think uh, Coach, <laughs> Coach Hatfield said, I told Coach Brawls, hey, Coach, you need to back that back off that a little bit. Hey, I, I can go five and five. And Coach Brawls said, well, and he said, would you still love me? And he said, yeah, I still love you, Ken, but I'd also miss you, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I just laughed out loud. That was just great. That was a great, great one. Good stuff. Good uh, stuff. Well, well, thank you. for By all accounts, you did a spectacular job. You do, you're a great thanks, ambassador for Arkansas. We're, we're so glad you're on the commission. Honored, yeah. honored to do it work with you guys. Thanks for taking the time today. Great to you, too. We'll do this again, man. Yeah, looking forward to it. And listen, congratulations. Tip of the hat. You guys have stepped up and uh, has brought, have brought energy to this stadium and at a time when it looked like maybe we didn't know what the future was going to be but the future looks bright and uh, this stadium has potential for a lot of great things to happen here new memories and so uh, I'm really happy Kane with with your leadership and Grady you know you seeing you have the troops here uh, getting it done has been really inspiring too let's kick off the season let's do it. thank you guys you've been listening to the natural state podcast with Arkansas Parks and Tourism Executive Director Kane Webb please stay tuned for new episodes